This is Stability, financial talk with Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell from Stability Partners. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Gene and Brian provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Stability Financial Talk with Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell. Hello and welcome back to Stability Financial Talk with Gene and Brian. My name is Gene Casagrande. And I'm Brian Powell from Stability Partners. And today we're going to talk about 401ks. So if you'd like to know more about what you hear during our show today, just give us a call at 832-559-8393. Or you can visit us online at stabilityfinancialtalk.com to check out all our past shows and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play or Spotify. And um, it, for anything you hear in here, don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions um, about what were you here today or to set up a face-to-face meeting so right yeah well it's we've we've gone through a lot since we did one of these last we had a great the great freeze our neighborhood exploded and daylight savings time is coming up sunday so we've, we, maybe this will be a little bit better than the last few things we've gone through here so let's <laughs> so. let's bring some good news like, into the world yeah, right like 401ks yeah well 401ks actually are a good thing and you know our show talks a lot about 401ks and of course we with good reason right they're one of the foundational components of retirement for, gosh, millions of people, right? And in fact, there's really a good chance that many of you out there listening right now have a 401k of your own. I hope so. But how well do you really know your 401k? So you know part of your paycheck funnels into your 401k so that you'll have a better chance of having the kind of retirement you want, right? But do you really understand the details of how it works? And I think breaking down a 401k is uh, bringing down 401ks is a great topic because in my estimation most people have a basic understanding of what they are. They've heard of them. They know they have one. But when it comes to grasping all the moving parts, uh, some people find it a little more challenging. And, you know, although many of our listeners already have a basic understanding of 401ks, let's let's talk about what a 401k is and how they came about. Yeah, to do that, we do have to get in the way back machine here for a second and go back to uh, before 1974, when some U.S. employers had been giving their employees the option of receiving cash in lieu of an employer paid contribution to their tax qualified retirement plan accounts. And... Uh, in the Congress, uh, U.S. Congress actually banned new types of plans like this in 1974 uh, because they wanted to study it some more. So after that study was completed, they reauthorized such plans, uh, provided they met certain special requirements. And uh, Congress did this uh, by enacting Internal Revenue Code Section 401k. That's where it gets its name. It has really no meaning other than that's just a paragraph marker. And it was part of the Revenue Act. Um, and so this was back in November of 1978. But only a few people paid any attention to Section 401k and how it could be used for retirement until really the early 80s. That's really when they took off. And of course, in simple terms, the 401k is just, it's a tax-advantaged retirement account that's typically provided by employers. 
And an employee's contribution is typically automatically deducted from their paycheck. And in most cases, there are many cases anyway, the employer matches a portion of that salary deferral up to a certain limit. And actually now there are two different types of 401ks. So there's traditional and Roth. And their primary difference, of course, is how they're taxed. With their traditional 401k, contributions are made with pre-tax dollars and then withdrawals are taxed as ordinary income. But with a Roth 401k, contributions are made after tax and withdrawals are then tax-free. Another thing to note about 401ks is that the employee is responsible for choosing specific investments within their 401k from the list of options their employer provides. Generally, you'll choose from mutual funds and maybe a target date fund with a combination of stocks and bonds that have a risk allotment that's in harmony with your expected retirement date. And as most people probably know, 401ks do come with yearly contribution maximums. So the most you can add to your 401k is adjusted as needed for inflation. And in 2021, the employee contribution maximum is $19,500. And that's for people under age 50. And it's $26,000 for those age 50 and older. So that additional amount for those 50 and older is called a catch-up contribution. Catch-up. And if you receive an employer contribution, or maybe if you choose to make additional non-deductible after-tax contributions to your 401k, the maximum contribution from all sources in 2021, both employee and employer money, for under age 50, that maximum is $58,000 or 100% of your salary, whichever is less. And if you're 50 and older, that limit is 64500 Because of the catch-up provision. Correct. And so when it comes to employer match, formulas can vary from company to company. Uh, a common formula is a match of 50 cents for every dollar an employee contributes up to a predetermined percentage of the employer's salary. But a, a good rule of thumb is to contribute at least an amount that will trigger the full employer contribution because... Um, Otherwise, well, yeah. you're walking away from some free money, right? Yeah, it's and, free money. And make sh- making sure you're properly managing and maximizing your 401k is really a great reason to add a financial service professional to your team. And a lot of people ask if an employer offers both traditional and Roth 401ks, can you contribute to both? And the answer is yes, you can, Absolutely. but you, you have to be aware that your, uh, your total total salary uh, deferral contributions to the two accounts can't exceed the max. So you still can't exceed the maximum amount, right. which again for 2021 is uh, 19500 for people younger than 50 and 26000 for those uh, 50 and older. And you should also be aware that employer contributions can only be traditional 401k. So those are going to be pre-tax, not after tax. So you can't get that match on the Roth there. So. Well, you can get the match. It's just going to be a pre-tax match. Oh, got it. Okay. Well, that's <clears throat> right. good to know. That's good to know. So, I, But it's a critical point about anyone thinking about splitting their money between a regular 401k, sometimes called traditional or normal or just 401k, and a Roth 401k. So let's now let's start taking the money out. How, let's talk about 401k withdrawals. And so a very important thing to remember is that once your money is in your 401k, it can be a bit of a hassle and maybe even complicated to get it back out without potentially having to pay a penalty. 
Yeah, it's called retirement money for a reason. So they exactly. want you to retire on it. So it's important to have enough money set aside for emergencies and things like that. And you've heard us talk forever and ever, if you've been listening to the podcast at all, to have an emergency fund set up of, for about six months or so. Uh, to be able to live on. So you'll need that for things that y- you want to have money for the emergencies as well as things that you may want or need before you retire. So the bottom line is surprisingly, don't put the entirety of your savings into a 401k just because of that. You want to be liquid uh, somewhat. So reserve some some in a, a easier to access, you know, call it a rainy day fund or a, a, a goal that you want to save for. So you don't have to withdraw and take lots of uh, take substantial penalties and not only potential taxes as well as the penalty we'll talk about here in a second. You bet. And so, so now let's talk about required minimum distributions or RMDs. Now, once you've reached age 72, and it used to be 70 and a half, it's now, now 72. But let's note that it did not change. If you'd already started taking an RMD when you were 70 and a half, and they changed the law to 72, you're still out of luck. You're taking RMDs even if you're 71. Right. And, and of course, these were waived for last year. But anyway, um, Yay, so, so if you've reached age 72 and you're no longer working, you're required to withdraw a percentage of your retirement account using IRS tables that are based on, of course, your life expectancy. And only traditional 401ks are subject to RMDs. Um, And so your financial strategy really has to address this. And of course, if you're still working and your 401k is still active with your current employer, you don't have to take RMDs from that 401k until you stop working. From that 401k. Correct. Yeah. So... Earlier in the show, we talked about the difference between uh, traditionals and Roth 401ks. And so let's talk a little bit about the pluses and minuses of each of them, shall we? You bet. And so broadly speaking, if you expect to be in a lower tax bracket after you retire, you may want to stick with a traditional 401k so that you can utilize the tax benefits immediately. And then on the flip side, if it's likely that you're going to be in a higher tax bracket, after you're done working or or if you think taxes are going to increase in general right a roth 401k might make more sense because it may help you avoid some taxes later in life so for example if you're early in your career and your salary is still in the entry level range a roth might be a strong move because your salary is likely going to increase as you mature in your career right yeah, and I, one of the things to think about also is not only do people have a 401k with the, at their job, but people don't usually keep the same job all the time. So we need to talk about one of the most critical questions is if you change jobs or leave your job, what should you do with your 401k, especially if you're not at retirement age yet? That, that's important to know. Um, what you do with your 401k when you switch employers is something that, I mean, so many Americans are going to face at some point. Uh, during their working life, right? In their fact, choice or sometimes not their choice. Yeah, you bet. A, a lot of workers may be confronted with this dilemma multiple times before they retire, right? Because of job changes. Right. So you, you really have four options. You can withdraw the money, which is not a good idea, um, usually. Roll over your 401k into an IRA, which is still a retirement account, but is not sponsored by your employer. You can leave it with your old employer in that 401k, or you can move it to your new employer's 401k. 
So lots of moving parts here, what you can do. So, and there's advantages and drawbacks to, to each one of those options. So let's, let's do a quick rundown of each of those four. Again, you can roll it over sure. to an IRA. You can take the money out, you can leave it, or you can move it. So, so, so let's start with withdrawing the money. Then let's be very clear with this one. It's usually a bad idea to go this route if you're younger than 59 and a half, unless you're really in a bind with something that's a true emergency. And remember, the money will be taxable in the year you withdraw it, right? But you could also potentially be hit with an extra 10% early distribution tax, right? If you're younger than age 59 and a half, unless you qualify for one of those IRS stipulations that would give you an exemption, like Uh, permanent disability, for example. Um, And there's also an exception if you separate from service from your job after age 55, but that only applies to the 401k from the employer you just left, not from previous employers' 401ks. Now, there were a bunch of special rules for last year for touching 401k money due to the pandemic, but those are expiring or have already expired. So we're really not going to touch on those because if you haven't done right. them yet, that's already too late. Yeah. So and then then there's the notion of um, rolling it into your 401k when you, when you leave a job or rolling it into an IRA when you yep, leave a job. You can roll it into so, an individual IRA, right? And, right. But yep. so by moving your money into an IRA, you may you're going to avoid getting hit with taxes right away while also maintaining your account's tax advantage status because you're not taking a distribution, you're rolling it over. Everyone's probably heard of that term rolling over your 401k, but this is what is meant by that. You're rolling it into an IRA and a benefit that gives is that you should have more investment options in an IRA than your employer plan does because the employer plans tend to these days especially to keep it pretty simple. And you have the opportunity then to work with a financial advisor who can professionally manage that money. And the IRA, excuse me, the IRS has significant rules for rollovers. They have lots of, lots of moving parts again. So you want to work with a professional who can help you navigate those so you don't get do something and get taxed on it or take it as cash accidentally. And there's so many ways to, to trip on that. So, um, but if you do take a distribution and have the money paid directly to you, uh, your 401k has to be rolled over into another account within 60 days, or it automatically gets those taxes and penalties. Right. Now let's talk about the option of just leaving your 401k with your previous employer. Um, if you have more than $5,000 in your account, you can leave it in the plan. Um, obviously, you can't make additional contributions, right, if you're no longer employed, but at least you can leave it there and then it continues to grow tax deferred. But if you have less than $5,000, your employer will typically make you take the money out. But of course, you can roll it over then to an IRA if you want. And a, a trap there is people will say, hey, I just got a small check from my former employer. Great. And then realize when tax times come around, they have to pay taxes on it and a 10% penalty. So, right. so keep an eye out for that. So um, you can also move it to your new employer's 401k plan. You bet. So depending on your new company, you may be able to move your previous 401k into their new plan. And just like with an IRA rollover, 
This can help you keep the account's tax-deferred status and then, of course, avoid getting hit with those taxes. And one of the things we see with people that have changed jobs several times and have multiple 401ks is they don't do anything with them, so they leave a trail sort of like breadcrumbs of every place they work. So getting it all into one one place is really helpful with this. So, But so far we've talked about 401ks and what makes them important. So for the remainder of the program, we're going to talk about ways we can get the most out of our 401k. And so um, tip number one is not to accept the default savings rate. So new employers are more likely than ever to be automatically signed up for a retirement account when they begin their job. Uh, but with that, it's common to have maybe 3% of their pay funneled into the company's plan. And while 3% isn't insignificant, you should strongly consider increasing that as much as you can, uh, especially if you want to save as much for retirement to maintain, maintain your current lifestyle after you retire. And I think that's a great piece of advice because, you know, it can be easy to just take that automatic rate and sort of forget about it, right? But there are clearly good reasons to increase your savings percentage um, as high as possible, really. I've always given our kids the same advice my first boss gave me. Put away 10% of your salary. It may take you a pay period or two to get used to that additional amount coming out of your paycheck. But let's face it, you learn to live on what your take home is, right? So the sooner you start doing this, the better off you are. And if it's automatic and sort of invisible to you, you don't really miss it. So, yep. but most of all, make sure you're at least contributing enough to take advantage of your full employer match. We talked about that a little earlier, but let's just reiterate that, uh, that it's common for an employer to match, let's say 50 cents for each dollar you save up to maybe 6% of your salary. So if you don't take advantage of that, uh, you're leaving free money on the table. So at least put in enough that gets you the full match from your employer. Right. And something else you may want to consider is the possibility of staying with your current employer until you're fully vested in the company contributions. Now, vesting is a term that refers to ownership of the money if you terminate employment. So how much of that do you get to take with you? And you're always 100% vested in your own salary deferral money. The money you put in. Exactly. But the company contributions are often subject to a vesting schedule. And this rewards employees who stay with the company longer. And vesting schedules are usually five or six years. Some companies offer a graduated vesting schedule that has you vest a certain percentage each year while others may have what's called a cliff vesting, where you're not vested at all until some point in time when, boom, you're 100% vested. So the longest cliff vesting a schedule can be is five years. That's IRS mm-hmm. rules there. Right. So, so and, and so really plotting your next career move while factoring in when you'll be fully, inve- fully vested with your current company is a smart play. So that way you don't uh, walk away uh, and leave money on the table. Right. Now, the downside of that also, if it's not your choice, you you lose that vested money. Right, if, it, if is, you, it you, is what it is. If you get separated, it's, <laughs> it, it is what it is, like Gene said. So the next step is to maximize your tax situation. And as we talked about earlier, a traditional 401k lets you defer paying income tax on the money that you save. And you can put in up to nineteen five or 26000 if you're age 50 or older, right? And then there's Roths. Let's now let's talk about the Roths. So 
Uh, an advantage of Roth 401ks is that they're an easy way to tax diversify because Roth 401ks use post-tax dollars, which means your eventual, eventual withdrawals on this are tax-free. And so for young workers or lower wage workers who expect to climb tax brackets as they grow their careers, this can make them very valuable. And for those already close to retirement, a Roth 401k may be a good way to add some tax diversity and financial flexibility to their portfolios. And so no matter where you are in your career, contributing to both a traditional and a Roth 401k may be a solid strategy. Um, Now, the next thing to focus on is not cashing out too early, which is something, you know, we we previously previously mentioned. Um, But let's go a little deeper now, because again, most people are likely going to switch jobs once, if not multiple times, right, during their careers. And while it might be tempting to spend the, that cash in your current 401k, don't forget you're going to pay that 10% IRS penalty on top of ordinary income tax. And right? a, lot of, a lot of people can rationalize that somehow or the other, but it's just not, it's not worth it. It's not worth taking a 10% haircut on that. So... Uh, and because also, if you withdraw that money rather than rolling it over, you may get something now, but you're sacrificing potential growth to fund your retirement, which is this, uh, what this is all about. You bet. So, so let's talk a little more about diversification. So, because 401ks, well, of course, they can lose money, but one way to help avoid too much risk is by focusing on really a healthy mix of investments that matches your risk tolerance. Work with a financial service professional to periodically rebalance your portfolio and reassess your financial goals. And above all else, don't make hasty changes to your 401k, uh, you know, on a whim or during some particularly emotional moments of your life. Stick with your strategy. And when it comes to 401ks, really patience and discipline are essential. And that's because they're a long-term play. They're not a get-rich-quick scheme. So right. they, for, for, the, for the, the full ride there. Yep. So, Well, we've covered a lot in this episode. And if you want to get some more information on what to do with your 401k, or if you have a 401k or two or three out there you want to roll over and consolidate, give us a call to get a second opinion. Uh, and you can... Do that by visiting our website at stabilitypartners.com, or you can call us at our office at 832-559-8393 to discuss how we might be able to answer some questions for you and figure out how you can plan for your retirement. So uh, it's our goal to help you prepare for that retirement you've worked so hard for. You bet. And, and this concludes another episode of Stability Financial Talk with Gene and Brian. My name is Gene Casagrande. And I'm Brian Powell. Take care and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to Stability Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell at Stability Partners. Call 832-559-8393 or visit them online at stabilitypartners.com. 
All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Stability Partners Advisory Group LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Texas. Insurance services and products are offered through Stability Partners LLC and affiliated companies. Stability Partners LLC and Stability Partners Advisory Group LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.